Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. And welcome back into the second hour of Issel and Louie. At the bottom of the hour, we will have a true crime Tuesday. Ooh. The Madam of the Macabre will... This is a great one. Bones. <laughs> this is a great one. Now- I assume there's a rape and then people set on fire or something like that. Reminder, if you have kids in the car at 1130, you just... Yeah. Yeah, switch the channel. <laughs> hey, this hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030, or you can always visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. And look, ESPN Louisville is your home for play-by-play of Westwood One's coverage of Super Bowl 57. It is this Sunday, of course. Chiefs-Eagles pregame at 2, kickoff at 6.30 here on 680-1057-939. We'll join after Louisville women's basketball. That game was slated to start at 6, Dan. What game? Louisville women's basketball was going to play at 6 o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> You're kidding. So it, they moved it up? They got moved to 2. Okay. Um, so we, they will join in progress. That'll be on all stations then. Um, not on the app, by the way. We can't do those national. We can't do stuff on the app. So you have to listen. Um uh, in your car or so if you're driving around going to a party between parties coming home from work whatever it might be on Sunday we got you covered big game coverage on ESPN Louisville presented by Liquor Barn and Isaacs at IsaacsWeWin.com and of course a reminder from our friends at Raising Canes they are good people they will let their employees clock out a half hour before the Super Bowl so you got to order early on RaisingCanes.com you can order for your group really really I think Ter- I'm, terrific I'm, idea for I'm you. really I'm really excited about the beginning of the game Chris Stapleton Singing the national anthem. Who is Chris Stapleton? Chris Stapleton is one of the country biggest names in country music. God. Who happened happens to be from the state of Kentucky. God. He went. He had is a he the guy with the giant beard? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I do know who he is. Long hair and, yep. and beard. Where's Where's the cowboy hat? Even though he's probably never can, been on a horse. And can sing. Got it. Okay. And can sing. Is he more traditional country? Yes. Okay. I think uh, I've well, I mean, not like. Not like Hank Williams traditional. No, but, but he's not pro country. Exactly. Right? Okay. Exactly. So he's doing the national anthem. I'm more excited about that than Beyonce doing the halftime show. Hmm. Which one are you more excited for? I I don't know. I, I haven't decided yet. I've liked the halftime shows that are that have been female led recently. Like I thought Katy Perry coming in on that giant lion was awesome. Because hmm. I want great. I want spectacle. That's what I want at the halftime show. 
or either a prince, which is just musically interesting and very right. good, yeah. or like a Katy Perry on a freaking line. That's what I want. I mean, Lady Gaga fell to she, her death like eight times yes. in, that, in her performance. That was awesome, too. 100%. I don't need the weekend. Um, looking like he's my toddler with an iPad, like spinning around in a, you know, in a, in a, in a mirrored chamber like i don't need that yeah that one was kind of weird i wasn't a fan of that one yeah i wasn't on mushrooms either so like it didn't it didn't have the effect that i think it was supposed to if you had been on mushrooms yeah it's a whole thing all right it's only we're taking you up until noon as you just heard bobby v's gonna have you at noon from pittsburgh uh previewing all those uh all those happenings against jeff capel tonight the nine and three in conference pit panthers hosting uh the the cards tonight i've already made my pick very clear on that but we're going to talk about the other game happening locally right after them at nine o'clock that is uh uk hosting arkansas should be a good game we are in this stretch dan and you and i have talked about it look it is a broken record at this point but it doesn't make it a wrong record these are must don't lose games absolutely it just is what it is absolutely i think i think uh i'm still picking them to be a single digit seed and to do that, I think, do they have uh, eight games left? You know, you were, I, asking, you were asking how Cam Drummond did yesterday. Yeah. He said double-digit seed, so he didn't do a very good job. Really? Yeah. wonder if he has $100. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally said to him, I said, uh, I've got, we've got a bet on the show. I'm not going to tell you who took what side. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if they've got eight games left, I think they, they probably have to go six and two. And win a couple of games in the SEC tournament to be a single single digit. digit yes, yeah. no. Yeah. I think you and I yeah. are on the same page. Now. No, I think five and three. I think five and three gets them in, uh, in a game in the in the conference tournament. But uh, no, to be a single digit, they 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 can't lose this one. That's for sure. So uh, the the producer of first replay texts into to the personal bat phone. and okay. points out that Katy Perry was in 2015, and then I called that a recent halftime performance. On the scale of fifty-seven years, eight would cut. Co- is yeah. eight recent? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. that that would be pretty recent. Right. And like, she's still relevant in today's. It's not world. a musty reference. I'm not. What? I'm not bringing up like you two after September 11th. What? What? Why is he listening to our show to see what he needs to cut for the replay? Correct. Yes, he's looking for <laughs> that's you to job. be feisty, Dan. <laughs> Or me to say that I wasn't on mushrooms. Yeah, that too. You're right. <laughs> oh, and halftime is Rihanna this year. It's Rihanna, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought, yeah. yeah. Beyonce's going to be in town yeah. later this to year, town. but it's Rihanna for uh, Super Bowl halftime. And and not. I and, think I heard Rihanna when he said Beyonce. Like my brain just went to Rihanna. Anyways. Well. Yeah. It's it's just. Don't I, do it. Don't do it's it. It's a week. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. No. You were going to say it's all the same. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly what. Well, I, that's Stapleton and other guys to me. Like so. To be fair. How you feel about Rihanna and Beyonce, I feel about Staples okay. and other countries. Right. It's just that's yeah. what my ear is not to. Well, for. that's just, I mean, the reason is because I don't listen to either one of them. So that's why I think it's. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, about the same. It's like when my grandfather would play Big Band and he's like, no, Herb, Herb Elpert and the Tijuana Brass sounds nothing like whatever other band he was playing. Yeah. Let me show you and you put the records on. Right. And I'm like, Grandpa, these are the same thing. Right. No, I mean, no, no, so. <laughs> um, and, and she, Beyonce, isn't I mean she she needs a bigger venue than the Yum Center? She's going to yes. be at at, yes. at L Federal yeah. Credit Union Field Stadium. Yeah, she'll be over at Cardinal Stadium. Wow, wow! I would love to go, but I don't feel like buying tickets. So if someone wants to buy me tickets, you'd be my favorite person. <laughs> now, 
We're already we're already up to Christmas of like twenty nine for your presents. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> you, you got a decent Christmas bonus. You could probably afford to take I, it. I I did get a nice bonus. <laughs> I think I used it for rent. I believe you. <laughs> I, no, I, I remember. So it's hilarious. Actually, she says this. So uh, my wife and I got married right out of college. You got married in, in college. In college, right? Yeah. So you and I have that in common. So we we get done with the the wedding on Friday. And orientation for graduate school starts on Monday. So we have like one night. Mm. Okay. We get down to Bloomington. And we're going through all the stuff that people have given us from the wedding. It's great. I mean, just really generous people and everything. And, and my rich aunt and uncle, nothing. And I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. Did I upset them? Did I do something? Six months later, there's a letter in the mail. Hey, Louie, it's your aunt. Um, tradition says that I have a year to send something. Right, yeah. Here's a check. And it was literally enough for our rent for the spring semester. And my wife and I cried wow. for like 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah, we were broke, broke. So yeah. like that, that was like, it was enough money for that. So I, I, what you just said, been there, totally understand what you're Yeah, doing. it yes. covered the majority of my rent. I right. wouldn't say that. Well, that I, is awesome. I don't remember too many gifts that we got for our for our right. wedding. I do remember what Coach and Mrs. Rupp gave us, which was far and away the nicest gift we received. Really? It was one of those uh, silver uh, oh, trays yeah. with the coffee and the tea services. Is that what yeah, you call yeah, it? Yeah, tea yeah, yeah. Oh. So you can I have mean, milk in one and then sugar yeah, in the other yeah. one? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was, it was probably, probably... probably still have it. It was probably... $250 at more the time. Than, than any no right. than any other gift that we right. received at the time yeah. too right that was yeah. from that it was really from s- coach and mrs rupp but i remember oh. sherry had a pretty wealthy aunt and uncle okay. and they gave us a basket uh that it was called a bun a bun warmer bun warmer okay okay but, oh yeah but there was no warmer in it it was just the basket and the aunt pointed out the hole in the basket where the cord went in for the for the warmer part of it. So we we she just gave us the basket. She gave you was, a basket, but but it wasn't. There was no warmer in it. But she pointed out the hole where the cord could go if we wanted to purchase. Thanks, the Auntie. warmer Thanks, part. Auntie. I mean, Thanks, Auntie. We I mean, you. it was and there was another thing. McAlpin's was a department store yes. in Lexington, and and they that was where you we had our. What do you call it when you, you know... The you, registry? Yes, thank you, thank you. And McAlpin's had uh, a, a cranberry tray for, like, Thanksgiving. It was it was a, a little tray, looked like a butter dish, looked like a, a butter dish on steroids mm-hmm. with the cover, and, and it was on sale at McAlpin's, and I think we got nine of them. <laughs> well, you definitely have enough for cranberry sauce if you ever went crazy with the yeah, cranberry well, sauce. Yeah, well, I think Sherry took them all back and traded them in for so something. So you, you, you and Sherry came for dinner in the summer to our house. The plates there, that, those were from our wedding 20 years ago. Wow. Because yeah. we, just, we just made a decision. We're like, we're just getting simple, plain ones that we can have forever because we're not – I'm not going shopping for that stuff. It's just not <laughs> – one time – can't do it man i'll tell you the worst one is the baby registry (sighs) because you're dealing with a pregnant woman (laughs) be careful now i don't i don't i don't think i need to be careful i think that i think i think a thousand men just started nodding (laughs) (laughs) listening to this show right now one of them the producer of first replay (laughs) 
I, my, I, we were in, I remember this clear as day. We're in one of these stores and there's like two different sets with a, with a dresser and a, um, a crib. Okay. And one is brown and one is white. And my wife says, which one do you like better? And I said, you know what? I really don't have a preference. Why don't you choose? And her response was something like, I thought you cared about our family. (laughs) (laughs) Always say white unless it's a really pretty dark brown. We got the brown. It was beautiful. No, no, no. It was a nice set. No, listen. It was nice. But I really didn't have a preference because they were both nice. And I want my wife to pick out what's in the freaking nursery. Did you have the same stuff for all four kids? We did. Yeah, because we didn't. Our, our, well, our yours children, are so far apart. Yeah, we're seven years apart, yeah. so we, we had to start all over again the second time. So. I, we, I did the math. There were 11 years in a row where if I was in Louisville, I changed a diaper every day. Yeah. 11 years in a row. Well, that's good for you. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> and I told Avery I never got over the smell of that. It oh, bothered me awful. every time. He no, just never got awful. used to it. It's Clean awful. it up someone else's bleep. That's yep. sad. It is sad. Oh, it was right. bad. Four kids, never changed. Yep. Hey, girls smell worse than men. Just saying. But just what true. goes around comes around, though, because they'll <laughs> be, be changing, changing yours at some point. Yeah, so. I, I know my kids. They will make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> 50 million adults are going to wager $16 billion on the Super Bowl. Do you make Super Bowl bets? I will play like the squares if I'm at yeah, a party. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's included in this total. Correct. This is this is legal betting, illegal betting, and just betting with a friend. I don't know how they find out how much you're going to bet with a friend, but there. Do you know the remarkable thing? You think you need to think about every time you you hear about a sports betting number. Online sports betting is not legal in the following states: California, Texas. Florida and Georgia. Hmm. Think about the if number of people those. in those places. Yeah. What was what was amazing to me is that sports betting got I mean, you can't there's not a more liberal state in the union than California. Their and, issue is is like everything with them legally is there's a special interest group for everything in California. And theirs happens to be that all of the casinos are run by uh tribes. Right. Yep. And so they are able to they, they put it to a vote and it lost because no, they spent yeah. so much money on the advertising and, and kept it from going. I don't I don't what the only thing I don't understand about like casino opposition to gaming is don't you think if people just start betting more they'll start betting more in general? Like this in, is the including thing including your casino. Correct. Yeah. Like they'll just be like gambling will become the thing that they spend their money on. You know, where you know, like Churchill allegedly is against sports gaming, right? Because they want everyone in the state to have to do paramutual wagering. Right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Through mm-hmm. their apps and whatever else. Right. But don't you just think like having a sports book on their site would be better for them than not having one? Well, that's where I was going with this story because there are, you mentioned the states that don't have it right. and you forgot to mention Kentucky, which will be, uh, Utah will never have it. Kentucky will be the next to the last state to, to get it. I mean, it. West Virginia has it. Like West Virginia is more progressive than we are. Yeah. Yeah, 32 states, 32 states uh, are now the sports betting is legal, including, listen to this, this is amazing. There is at the all, what is it, all state uh, stadium in Arizona where the Super Bowl is going to be, they have a kiosk in the the stadium 
to bet. Mm-hmm. So you get up at halftime. You it's go a by State Farm Stadium in Glendale. State Farm. Yeah. You go. Um, you go up at halftime, and you say, uh, "I'll have a beer, a hot dog, and." $20 for the Chiefs to cover the second right, half in-game, spread. Right, in-game, yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable <laughs> how how easy it is. And, you know, of course, it's uh, they say this is this year there will be twice as much because of, of the legal sports betting. Right. There will be twice as much wagered on this Super Bowl. Which country outside of the United States have you spent the most time in? Uh, that's a great question. Um I guess minus France, it's not close. Yeah, I, I guess I would say either Italy or uh, Ireland. Okay, great. One of those two. Those are both good examples. Let's go with Ireland okay. just for this purpose. You saw gambling going on like when you were out and about, right? Oh yeah, it was just part of the culture, right? Yeah, they, 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 there's a there, there's a, at, at, on the corner there's a cart just like a, yes. a hot dog yes. cart in New York City. Yeah, there's a, a right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So when I when I lived in France, I was there. Two different summers, so 98 and then 2002. Both happened to be World Cup years. Mm. So I watched mm. that, but it was always during the Tour de France as well. So I watched, I, you would get, even from school, so I was going to school in 2002, you would get two hours for lunch. And the expectation was you would go and you would sit somewhere and you would eat for an hour. And then you would have your, your digestive, some kind of tea or coffee or something like that. And then you would watch the tour for an hour. That's what you did. And you would go have a beer and go back to class, essentially. And I watched every old man in France bet on the Tour de France. And I never once thought, this is bad. Or, you know, this is going to be, you know, this is wrecking French culture. Or something like that. No, they all just had pooled their money. All of them threw in five euros or whatever. And there were eight of them sitting at the bar. And whoever's guy finished the best out of that, that stage... Right or, or bought one. bought the next round. Right, exactly. No, essentially that's what it was. That's right. You know, took twenty home and bought the next round for the rest of the guys, and um, and that was that. But I just I I never I remember being there thinking, why are we like so uptight about this? Even in two thousand twenty years ago in two thousand two, I mean, thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, so, yeah. It's just well, very and but I, I but the other part is too. If you walk into, I'm going to shout them out because this was my go to when I lived in Audubon Park and when I lived in Germantown, Old Hickory Inn. Is a an absolute dive hole in the wall joint. Great folks. Okay, shot in a beer for like six bucks. Love that place. Okay, horse racing was on all the time. People were gambling all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just part of the culture up there. They had they had I mean they had potlucks for the Breeders' Cup, and people would go up there and and you know watch Breeders' Cup, and there may or may not have you know whatever. But I mean it, with the phones now, we were doing this research for our for the podcast the other day. Twelve point two billion dollars bet. On horse racing last year, how much would you guess was bet not on track? Oh, less than half. 20, 25%? Was bet where? Uh, at the track. 500 million was bet at the track. 11.5 billion was bet off track. Unbelievable. Okay. Now, I want to be really clear. I think you've seen it and you've done it. How many times have you bet on your phone at the track? Uh, a bunch. Correct. So that counts as off track betting because it goes through an ADW. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. So, but what I'm getting at is, it's just that technology being at your hands is just so much easier than walking to the window and doing the tickets. Right. And now, I like to do that when I'm at Churchill, but I'm a seven thousand year old man inside my body, you know, and like you know, parading around as a forty year old man. Um, that's why they called me Old Soul Rebeau on the freaking V show in the spring. Um, and so, 
it, it just it, watching that shift happen yeah. is really really interesting. And so this article I thought was really interesting because I mean it's that's a ton of money, but having watched guys just you know just gambling on the Tour de France in the in the pub at you know one o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. Just well, and, and I, I can understand the opposition in that, you know, people, there are people who can't help themselves and start gambling and gamble more and gamble more and gamble more. And, you know, it gets to the point sometimes where they're, you know, they're gambling rent money or grocery money. And I can understand that. But those people, to me, those people are going to bet whether it's legal or illegal. Probably. And, and, you know, so if you open up a shop next door here, you know, I, I think for the majority of people, uh, you're going to bet what you can afford to lose. Um, and, you know, if you've got a problem, you're going to find a way to bet whether it's legal or, or, or not. I'll take it way further. Do you know the obesity rate in Kentucky? Uh, <laughs> 40%. <laughs> I would have guessed at least that much. Okay. Should we cut off fast food in the state of Kentucky? Because we have a 40% problem. We have a 40% problem with obesity. Do we have a 40% problem with gambling? No. Not even close. No, no. Do we have a 40% problem with tobacco? Now we don't. 40% problem with alcohol? No. 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 But we just let people run around and eat whatever they want. That's right. Why, and spend their money on that. And, and then run up all the hospital bills and medical bills for everybody else. I mean, we're spending money on that, and we won't let them spend the money on, on, on gambling. I mean, it's just... That's a lot. <laughs> Do you have a Monday morning moron? Uh, I don't. Okay. My my Monday morning moron was yesterday when I called in and said Cam was a moron for doing the show with you. I so. think he's doing it with you Tuesday, so be careful. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Really? Mike Adolph will be in next week. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking the family on vacation. A- Avery. I, did you know you could take a vacation from this show? I mean, I, I know I missed, like yesterday. Yesterday I missed for, I thought, an important reason. Not only did you miss yesterday, you came in and spent half the show bragging about it. I didn't I didn't know that you could, like, leave for a whole week. <laughs> when did that come into play? I, you, you could do that. I'll be doing that for a week in July. I found, I found a replacement for me. Like a, well, there, there, you just hit it. You just hit it. There is no replacement. You're irreplaceable, for me. Dan. <laughs> no one will ever replace irreplaceable. you. Irreplaceable. That's what you are. Uh, now I get it. <laughs> okay, now I, mean, I understand. Who's going to listen to Fred and Louie? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We've been over it this. It's going to be Mitch awkward. Barnhart. And he and I are going to do a show, and it's going to be great. And he's going to tell me everything I like is stupid. I, you know, I, I Mitch, Mitch was at, uh, and I don't know. Uh, I was oh, going to say, did you see him oh, this weekend? I got, I got something to tell you. This is funny. So I saw Mitch Friday night. Watching you get excited delights me. But and he, you know, he was, he was walking around, sure. and and he, I mean, he, I don't know if he doesn't like me, if, mm. if he doesn't have a personality, if he doesn't know who I am. But, you know, I, I made a point to walk by him so that he had to say hello to me okay. at Friday night. Saturday, uh, we're done. The five-minute mark. We hit the five-minute mark. Everybody walks off the floor. And he had brought the framed, a framed uh, jersey yes. for Mike yep. out to give to Marsha. And I saw him standing over by the Kentucky bench. I made a point to walk right over to him and shake his hand and say, thank you very much for doing Good. this. So, Good. Um, But 
Uh, you know, Tom Hart, who we had on Friday, uh, who uh, told the beer story, did the game Saturday night. I stopped by the press row to see him and shake his hand. And somebody has told Jimmy Dykes oh, I know. that I have not said <gasps> any nice things about him because Jimmy Dykes did not give me the time of day. He glanced up and saw that it was me and turned around and completely ignored me. So <laughs> I can't remember I can't remember if he's frick or frack, but but he some somehow word has got back to of Jimmy Dykes. You crush that, the guy every game. Well, he deserves crushing. <laughs> hey, this is Jimmy Dykes. Thanks for tuning in to let me call the game. Doesn't matter who's playing. My stories transcend the game. Did you hear the story about Oscar in the St. Peter's game? Uh, about a premonition, I, I didn't hear it, but um, I, I've said this before. My brother-in-law, Sherry's sister's husband, is the biggest Kentucky fan I know. And he told me the story last night about the Oscar and the premonition and the, and something bad was going to happen. Okay, I have a 100 questions for you. Okay. Let's tease it to the other side. We will absolutely do True Crime Tuesday. Because it's a sponsored segment. If it wasn't, I'd be pushing you out of the way. Um, the I'm kidding. That's kidding. Not, that's not <laughs> nice. I <laughs> but like, I'd also fight because it's me. We'll do that to close the show. But I do want to ask you about that because I have, I think, four questions about it. Okay. That I think only you can answer. Okay. All right. So take us to break with. Uh, with a little bit about our friends at Delta Dental. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if you're looking for dental coverage for uh, your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental has you covered. You can uh, contact them at ky.deltadental.com. On the other end, we asked Dan, does God talk to him about airplane rides? It's next here on ESPN 680-1057. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. And welcome back. The last segment of the show on this True Crime Tuesday. And we now interrupt this program to go straight to Louis's questions. All right. So welcome back in here. <laughs> Issel and Louis up until noon. A reminder, Louisville women's basketball back in action on Thursday, 7 o'clock tip there on 93.9 YMCA uh, postgame with Dave Skull and Christy Banser for that one as uh, apparently Virginia's good. I have no idea. All right. So, um, so Oscar, the story comes out during the broadcast. Okay. And is this Dykes? Yes. Okay. So it's not as good as the beer in the toilet story. It is not. <laughs> But essentially, God talks to Oscar uh-huh. and tells him something bad is going to happen. Right. A tragedy is going to happen. Right. He uses the word tragedy. All right. So I have lots of questions. Does Do, do, do you believe Oscar? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, do I believe that it's possible for God to talk to somebody, I I suppose so, and forewarn them about something. Yeah, yeah, I okay. su- I suppose so. Okay. Second question: Did UK know this was going to get talked about on the broadcast? I doubt it. Okay, All I right. doubt it. I disagree with you. I think they knew. Third: Would you want this coming out 
as a possible excuse for why they lost to number 15. No. That's the worst part of this, right? Yeah, because it's, it sounds I, like an excuse. I, because right? it it sounds like Oscar was concerned. I mean, as, as, what, from what Gene told me last night, Oscar took this as the plane was going to crash, and they and they literally had to talk him in right. to getting on the plane. Right? Was it Indianapolis? To Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And and they and and then they said from what secondhand again that. It wasn't the plane was going to crash. It was that Kentucky was going to crash when they played St. Pete's. Fourth question. Yes. Is it unacceptable to ref, re, to refer to losing a basketball game as a tragedy? Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. No. We're good. Time for True Crime Tuesday. And and, and <laughs> let me just say one. Uh, sure. I, I have a question. Because he had a great well, game, by the way. It, it wasn't him that was the reason that they lost to St. Peter's. But but why did you say you didn't that you didn't you thought Kentucky was well aware that that story was going to come out? Why did you say that? How else I, how I else do they no. hear that story? Well, D- D- Dykes. I think he's there so often that they know his talking points before he gets on air. Could be. I I think Could that's be. part of the deal. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a it's a strange thing to just bring up during a broadcast. Um, if if I'm sitting in in Dykes' chair, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to have that conversation. Do you think Do you think God cares if Kentucky wins the game or if St. Pete's wins the game? I do not. No. Okay. All right. We're on. We're on. And I'm Catholic, so like you know, I would want St. Pete's to beat. You know, I'm <laughs> it's a joke. People. <laughs> Louis was rooting for St. Peter's. I knew it. No, it's okay. Come on. <laughs> Okay. Are we going? True Crime Tuesday presented by our friends at Red Hot Roasters, corner of Lexington and Payne. So if you get off at that Grinstead exit to get downtown, of course, you can drive through there, get coffee for yourself or for your office. Ask for the uh, the Louis Rebeau five-pound bag of coffee. Great deal on that. 65 bucks. I mean, just the best coffee in the city. Super fresh. They walk over, Dan, to the roaster, scoop the beans out of the roaster, and put them in the bag for you. Really? Unbelievable. Believable. As for the Louis Rebeau special, get that five-pound bag. Find them at Kroger. Find them at the State Fairgrounds. RedHotRoasters.com. Buy two cans online. Free shipping. Go ahead. Okay. Plus, Avery, you can speak to the latte quality. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, they're espresso. So smooth. Like, it's different. Yeah, it's great. All right, go ahead. It just hits different. <laughs> okay, so this is, a, this is actually an older case. June 22nd, 1954. This is the case of Pauline Parker. I was Juliet six. Hunt. That so wait June twenty second fifteen so this was just after Dan's fortieth birthday okay go ahead <laughs> okay and this happened in New Zealand yeah. um, Pauline and Juliet they are New Zealand's they are two of New Zealand's most notorious murderers this is a great case <laughs> keep going it's, it's so bad but it's great so in the early nineteen fifties Pauline and Juliet had bonded over like their ill health. Um, so they were able to become French friends very quickly. They're around 13 and 14 at this time. Um, so I'm, Paul, I'm having to look up what osteomyelitis is. Obviously, yeah, it's about it's bones. It's inflammation or swelling in the bone area. Ooh. Yeah, and typically it starts like in the oh god, like bloodstream that got moved to the bone or whatever. And it's two I and a half people per 100,000 per year, so it's very rare. Yeah. Oof. I looked it up because I was like, which one is this? And I... Because I've never heard of this one. 
Um, and then Juliet, she had a history of tuberculosis. So as a child, she was in and out of hospitals. And she's originally from the UK. So her family would constantly go on vacations that she's getting out to help recover. So eventually they're like, you know what? Let's just move to New Zealand. Okay. Like, it's warmer there. It's not probably not as rainy. I don't know New Zealand weather, but... It's I'm very rainy. It's That's all much it does more. <laughs> I'm going to say and, it's much warmer than the UK. Well, but it's only warmer when the UK is cold. When the UK is cold, it's is warm. It's colder in New Zealand. Geography. <laughs> I don't know how I passed Geography that Geography <laughs> is, the, is the comment there. <laughs> I don't know how I passed that class in high school. Um, so they were each other's only friends, which is kind of sad. Because like... As a teenage girl, you should have more than one friend. But hey, at least their circles were small. They could trust each other. Um, how And like like I said, their friendship grew very quickly. And eventually, it turned into an obsession with each other. Which is kind of weird. Like, I understand being like super best friends. Like Avery's jealous. But like, <laughs> being obsessed with each other when you're only friends is kind of awkward. Hmm. Um, so their parents started getting concerned. Okay. Because they were codependent on each other. They spent hours creating this fantasy world where they had alter egos. Pauline was Gina and Julie was Deborah. You're Why ge- they you came? are jealous. You are so jealous. No, right I now. am not. It's just You want weird. a friend to have an alter ego with. Oh, no. I have my own multiple personalities. <laughs> I don't need a friend to create a fantasy world. Avery talks to herself. I do talk to myself. <laughs> I give myself great advice. Uh, <laughs> And so, like, they even made plans Ooh, to become I'm glad actresses she's in behind the glass. <laughs> wow. Um, like, their parents thought that their relationship had become sexual just with how obsessed they were, and even their psychiatrist thought that. Okay. So, like, they're... Like, they were very concerned everywhere. Um, and, like, it's the 1950s, so I kind of get it. Times were different then. Uh um, however, Juliet would later go on and deny this claim. So they're just obsessed with each other. Yeah, I trust like Juliet, Juliet more than you. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Juliet's parents had actually gotten a divorce because her mom was cheating and having an affair. So fun times. Um, and then the, the parents decided that Juliet was going to move away with her father to South Africa. Okay. However, these girls are absolutely obsessed with each other. So... Any time where they were being like told, hey, you guys got to spend some time apart, they'd react kind of violently. And that's exactly what happened. Pauline and Juliet had begged both of their parents to let Pauline go with Juliet. Okay. Like, girl, you are 16. <laughs> this is your best friend. You can reunite with your best friend over the summer or like, you know, later in life, in college, whatever. You you can wait two years. Okay. Um, both sets of parents refused. However, they thought Pauline's mom, which I'm going to say Honora because I saw two different spellings, and the second sure. spelling I saw ended with an H. Okay. So yeah, Honora, Nora, something like that. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm going with. They thought Honora had the main say, like influence the parents. So the best way to like get the obstacle out of the way, murder. Obviously, yeah, of course. And like, why kill one? How did they do it? So they're going like Honora. She takes her like she takes Pauline and Julia out for a day, and they're they go to this tea shop. They go to um, 
the park. They're just having a nice day. And so after they go to the tea um, room, they go on this walk, on this secluded walkway. And Pauline and Juliet, they had a stocking with either a brick or a rock, but something heavy inside the sock. They were originally going to use a sandbag. Mm. Um, And they just smash her in the head 20 times. Dan, have you been to a tea room? I have. Um, I enjoy a good tea room. It was in was it was in London, I think, when we went to a tea oh room. There used to be a place called Zen Tea, uh, Zen tea House here on uh, Frankfurt Avenue. Yeah, it was vegan, baller spot. Really, that sounds like uh, a yeah. great name for a tea I, room. I think the best news is I only went to one, <laughs> and you did not go to this one. No, to the so, vegan one. <laughs> so then, Pauline and uh, Juliet they run back to this tea room, right. and they're just like. Mommy's been injured. Something like, happened. Yeah, something happened. And they're covered in blood. Like, she <laughs> fell. Y'all, if she fell, why are you covered in blood? I'm so confused by this. So, the owner, she like she lets the girls come in, oh, yeah. hang out there, like, try to calm them down, call the cops, whatnot, if needed. Um, and she sends out her husband to go check, see if there's anything he can do. And on the walkway, he finds... Honora definitely with her head smashed in because she's been hit 20 times with a rock and a sock. That's such a weird sentence. Um, So (laughs) This really is the Dr. Seuss of murders. I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up calling the cops and they're just, they just, they find the sock that's ditched under a tree and they're like, there's no way her injuries are. Like, or from a fall, right? Yeah, yeah or from right, a fall. Right. Any smart person would know that. Like, you don't have to be a coroner or anything. <laughs> um, and so they're instantly suspicious of these girls. Like, they're covered in blood, like, but it's a fall. I'm confused. So they start looking at them. Pauline's the first one they look at because, well, she's the daughter. Mm. Um, and then at this point, they're still set, oh, no, it's a fall. Like, I, I don't know how she got so bloody. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to go with that story. So then they find her diary. And June 22nd, which is the day this all happened, it's literally titled, The Day of the Happy Event. (laughs) Like, girl, what are you doing? So they're like... Yeah, three days prior, they had written down the whole thing, right? The whole plan. And it's just... Thrilled by the idea. This is like full-on premeditated. They're thrilled. However, Juliet says that she didn't want anything to do with it. Mm. She was trying to be a good girl and that like she only took part because she was afraid Pauline would commit suicide or do something so much worse. Don't know what this worst thing would do- be <laughs> but she she thought but like, digress, that was the only yes, way right. to get out yeah. of it. Um, Alright, so, so they go to, they go to, they get arrested. Yes, they get arrested, yep. they're charged, they go to jail jail and they have their trial and we have another competent jury they did not take their insanity plea right good because like the insanity plea would give them a much lesser sentence um however they didn't really have the planning i mean shows that you're not insane you're planning it out yeah yeah right and so however they didn't really have a set sentence it was an indefinite imprisonment two separate prisons and they were also ordered to never contact each other again they got out after five years, and Juliet, she seems to be the most apologetic. Um, however, it's kind of weird because, like, they both moved to the UK after they were released. Yep. 
Um, Five-year sentences. Huh? Five-year sentences. For bashing somebody's head For in. For literally bashing a head in. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so, Juliet, she... Say, if I could only get five years, I, I've got a list of people. Oh, <laughs> that's good to know. Um, so, Juliet, she changes her name to Ann Perry. Yep. And she is an author, multiple best-selling um, books, and she wrote over, like, a hundred books. I believe she's still writing, because she's still alive. Hmm. And, um, like, a lot of these books are about murder. And you know, they say write what you know, and <laughs> she writes what she knows. And then she also joined the Mormon church, tried to, like, be better. And Pauline also, be like, moved to the UK. She now teaches children how to ride horses and changed her name to Hillary Nathan. She's secluded, like, she tries to stay by herself, and she joined the Roman Catholic Church. There you go. And it's just like... Good job. Thanks. Good it's job. so weird. Like, right. It's a great thing. How do you get five years in jail for killing somebody? I need two minutes right now. Okay. Because we just got a text on the text line that I would like to address. Great. 437 in the UPS text line. I seriously just don't understand the benefit of this segment. You cannot get positive text regarding this segment. Am I right? The text asks. Actually, we do. We get 50-50. So, first off, that's why it's a great segment. Because okay. it's 50-50. Correct. Second. Dan, where did I cut my teeth before I sat in this chair? On a podcast called The Horse Racing Habit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think the first 12 or 15 episodes of that show are any good? Uh, no. They're terrible. Because you've been doing this for seven months and haven't had a good one here yet. Boom. Either. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to tell the texter that one of the things that is very rare in life is the opportunity to give someone else an opportunity. And if Avery's only job is to sit behind the glass and push buttons and once in a while chime in and play sound for us, that's not elevating her at all. That's just pushing buttons. And Avery is considerably more than just a button pusher. She's interesting. She has interests herself. She's a very different voice than you and I do. And I think it's important that people hear it. Now, if this sucks for a long time, if it did, I would cut it off. But people like it. And people... By the way, it's become part of the culture of the show. People on other days of the week text in about how Avery's going to kill me. That's part of the culture of the show. It's part of the shtick. And that's a good part of the show. It's a positive part. And so I'm not, I am not going after the texture. You don't have to like everything we do on this show, for sure. I think, I might be wrong, but I do think there are other radio stations in Louisville, are there not? Well, don't do that. <laughs> but my point is, yeah, I love this segment coming down on the text line. Um, Avery has a pleasant awkwardness to her, and she's learning good honor. That, uh, yeah, that's that's just me. absolutely the case. Even off air, you get Avery when she does that segment. That's her, and that's what I love. And that's by the way, that's what you have to do on radio. You have to be yourself because if you're if you're phony, people will figure it out. Yeah. If you're inauthentic, people will figure it out. Um, I, I, you know, so. Um, <laughs> But dude, come on, man! This this segment really does suck. <laughs> Great, I, I'm with you, and I will tell you, Avery. Didn't I go to you recently and I said, "Hey, we got to cut this down. We got to be like seven, eight minutes. You know, we really got to try to do it quicker than that. Like, you know, this needs to be something that we flow through." Redhotroasters.com, by the way, corner of Lexington and Payne. Find them in Kroger. Find them at the State Fairgrounds. Really, really good cup of coffee. Uh, another text coming down that they love the segment. I so to me, it's it's pronounced fasho fasho. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I so so I, I just I that's I just wanted to tell the texture. I'm not asking you to like it, but if it, I very rarely in life do you have the opportunity to give someone a platform or to make themselves better at something they really care about. Avery works here not because she's going to get rich. She loves this. No, nobody gets rich here. That's no, that's right. Sure. She's here. She's here because she loves it. Yeah. And and if if she gets eight minutes of mic time a week, and that's the complaint about this show, then I'm doing a good job. Good. 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 That's well, said. No, well said. I, I, no, and well it's said. fine. Like I. <laughs> blown up. Thank you for texting it. I um. I, all right. So I, now we're gonna really Is it do fifty fifty. <laughs> no, today it's overwhelmingly in favor of Avery. Um, you know I. But again, yes. I I think. You have to remember that you sometimes you have to do longer segments to set up part of the cultures of the show. That we have a psychopath for a producer doesn't come out if she doesn't do that segment. She just sounds like a psychopath who's like, hey, Louie, I didn't like your take on Peyton Siva. I'm going to stab you. Like, that would be inappropriate. But if you hear her say, they clubbed a woman over the head with a brick and a sock and tell the story. And now they're teaching writing lessons in the U.K., now you understand Avery, and she does it in her own, you know, uniquely awkward way. It's great. Yeah. It, it would be even more awkward if, like, we—I just randomly was me, like, without this segment. I would like to think, by the way, that producing this show is actually fun, and that we treat you okay. It is okay. Good. All right. It's so much fun. Well, there you go. Um, and then, and then another text. I say, oh, you know, it's a good segment: fifty-fifty love and fifty-fifty-eight. I, yeah. I actually agree with that. Yeah. That's how I know when I'm doing the best analysis on the show is when I get Louis a UK homer. Louis hates UK. Louis yeah. a U of L homer. Louis hates U of L. Like that's when I know I'm doing my job. Yeah, exactly. right. That's it. That's the exactly. that's the thing. No, you're right. All right. So there is a a hockey tournament in Boston that's been going on for seventy years. They play it the first two Mondays of February. Okay, and it's called the Bean Pot because Bean Town right in Boston called the Bean Pot. Okay. It's Harvard, Northeastern, um, Boston College, and Boston U. Okay. Okay. And Boston College, by far, of those of those teams, is I would think so. not even close to the best. I mean, yeah. like, really an incredible history. And then it's probably Harvard, then BU, then Northeastern. Okay. For the first time ever in 70 years, we're getting a Harvard-Northeastern matchup. And the Ooh. same four teams have been playing for 70 years. I'm only bringing it up. Think of that Think of the odds of that. If, 70 if years. If you played a tournament 70 times with the same teams, and for the first time you get a matchup in the final. <laughs> that's wild. That is that and so is I only bring that up because every market looks down on the thing the other markets like. And what I, I've always wanted to do a set of shows, and maybe we'll do it summertime radio, where we get someone on from a market that's like Louisville and that they have an event like the Derby. That defines their sports calendar. Mm-hmm. And so here, to me, when the teams weren't terrible, it was March Madness fed into derby season, right? So we would have those couple of weeks of basketball. Sure. And then the derby stuff would start to pick up. Yep. The parties, the weather gets better. April's a thing. You're ready for derby. I would love to get like Indy 500 guy on. Ooh. Talk to me about the Indy you know, 500 when you festival. said that, what popped into my mind was the Daytona 500. Day- Daytona yeah. 500 is a perfect right. one. Yes. Yeah. College World Series in Omaha. Oh, yeah. right. Those yeah. kinds of events where there are it is it is totally different than what they do the rest of the year, and and it just it defines their sports calendar. Mm. Like in Omaha, I imagine on a Wednesday you can just say, "Hey, boss, I'm cutting out at one. I'm going to the World Series," and they're like, "Yeah, of course you are." In the same way that in Lexington, if you say, "Hey, I'm not going to be in. I'm leaving I'm at noon on Keen- Friday. I'm going to Keeneland," Keeneland. Yeah. everyone goes, 
yeah, you're going to Keeneland. Sure. Of course. Right? That kind of thing. So I, 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 maybe we should do that this summer. That would be fun. I think that's a fun and, – and if people have suggestions of other things, you know, go ahead and text those in. But I, I think those are the three that immediately come to my mind as far as obvious mm-hmm. – you know, so obvious events, mm-hmm. the 8500, the College World Series. Right. Um, what was the other one I brought up? Daytona, Daytona 500 is a really yeah. good one. Um, so, yeah, whatever, whatever those are, wherever they are. Um, you know, yeah. the Boston Marathon might be one of those things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they run it and then they play the baseball game really early At that 11 day. 11 o'clock yeah, in the morning exactly, or something. Right? Maybe yeah. get someone on for Boston yeah. to talk about that culture. Um, so but, who do you like in the uh, Beanpot Finals? Uh, Harvard. Harvard? Yeah. <laughs> do you have the spread? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, they beat BC to make it, though. So that's usually the sign. Whoever beats BC. Whoever beats BC right? can play. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what it is. Got it. So, but uh, Boston College is down this year, 9-11 and 6. Uh, York was their coach forever, and he retired. And uh, it is tr- turning out that he was the he was stirring the pot, if you will, Oh, for them. You know, uh, I watched a game last night. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of thinking that Coach K might have been the guy who stirred the oh, pot. A little bit. That, that Duke, you think? Man, did they get hammered at Miami? That game was. I mean, it was over five minutes into. What the is game. something I say on this time on this show all the time? You think it can't go away? It can. People go. think things can't go away. They can go away. Yep. Yep. Replacing Coach K is one of those things. Could be. It can go away. Could be. You know, and and I hope I hope the reclamation project across the street here is not. Not what it not looks like right those. now, right? Exactly, because yeah. yeah. it can, it can go away. It's not that Duke can't go, go get another guy, but ask Nebraska how it's going. Hmm. Ask you know UCLA since you know was the last one two ninety what ninety four ninety six for ninety eight when we went to final four no, ninety five was their last title. Ask Indiana nineteen eighty seven, hmm. right? We think these things just can't go away. Yeah. Just because you got big buildings doesn't mean they can't go away. So that <laughs> is what it is. Team Avery. True Crime Tuesday equals uh, equals good. Streeple's Weird Wednesday equals bad. Oh, come on now. I like Weird Wednesday. <laughs> Avery's mom uh, texting in that she's proud of her sociopath. <laughs> she sent me that message, too. <laughs> her psychopath, I guess. Uh, A little bit of both, I guess. Yeah. yeah right. So, All right, well, academic team tonight. Good luck. We will. I will report back tomorrow. Good, good luck. Um, but yep. I think I've got seven... Um, Seven, Seven gold medals. Ten, ten-year-olds are just going to go dominate. <laughs> smoke it. Smoke them. Let's smoke go. It. Uh, well, we'll be back again tomorrow, and we'll find out how the academic team <laughs> did. That'll be number one. Number we one, we might also discuss how Louisville and Kentucky do in their games tonight. So, Secondary. Yeah. This has been Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7. Have a great day, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.